And we're back with Carmen's Crew Podcast. Myself, David Lighty, Aaron Kraft, Adam Jardy, Jared Sullinger. We have news. Boy. Boy. Man. <laughs> I don't have that button with his drop. That button. Yeah, but I'll say it's a shock for me. I thought if any changes would happen from the Ohio State Buckeyes in, in the coach position, I thought it would be at the end of the season, but. Gene hit us with one and said, uh, we're going to get that started now for, for some reason. But um, you got Adam. You're, you've been there. You talk to everyone. And uh, I know the vibe is kind of crazy in, in Columbus and with the faithful and with the players and the coaches. Uh, I mean, just I think you just dive right in and just give us your thoughts on, on what's going on right now, really. Well, like you said, this is something that nobody within the program saw coming. Like this was a complete shock to the coaching staff, the players, everybody in that locker room. There was certainly Mm -hmm. a realization that if this did not turn around, that this was going to be the last year. But everybody was operating under the assumption that this was at least going to get until the end of the season before any sort of decision would be made. And I was at Wisconsin on Tuesday night. And as has always been the case, you know, the press conference ends and the dispatch is the only outlet that covers the road games, at least the ones you have to fly to. So it's me and a bunch of Wisconsin writers in the postgame interview room. And I asked Chris Holtman two questions, pretty general stuff about the game. They ask a couple of questions about Wisconsin and then that ends. And then Chris Holtman gives me 15, 20 minutes after the game, just one-on-one walking across the court, talking about things, which is how fad did that. Chris does that, you know, I don't need to bother all the Wisconsin writers, a bunch of Ohio state questions. And so we talked for a good 15 minutes about Bowen Hardman and you know what he's been giving them lately and how he's probably going to start taking some minutes from Scotty Middleton and you know what they're going to try to do to get ready for Purdue and all this stuff. And this is at like midnight Eastern and by 10 AM, 11 AM the next day he was gone. Mm. So there was absolutely, and that, that wasn't like Chris Holtman putting on a front like to yeah. pretend like he had no idea that this was coming no. and neither did anybody, neither did anybody on, on the staff. And so that made for a shocking Wednesday, frankly, where, yeah. you know, you wake up and you think, okay, like it's time to figure out how this team's going to create a game plan to play Purdue and, uh, you know, start figuring some of that stuff out. And I'm trying, I've got two flights to get back to Columbus and sitting there in the Wisconsin, the Madison airport there. And I get a, a text and the whole world is changing and you got some work coming ahead of you. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be in the air. And, but the flight from, I don't know if you guys have flown from Madison to Chicago, but it's like a 28 minute flight. And by the, when I took off, I was still confirming it. By the time I landed, it was over. Like that was, the whole world changed in, in one 28 minute flight. It was absolutely leakage. There was yep. a there was Shout a out to sources coming out, um, but yeah, I think you know, I was I was at work. I was like sitting in the hospital just doing my work and got the text from a friend. I was like, oh shoot! But yeah, it was like yeah. it was like one of those things where you know, uh, like I think the sim- a similar thing happened like different like when Kobe passed away. All that mm-hmm. that first stuff came out. You're like, nah, this isn't. This yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way this. Uh, you're right. You're right about that. And then it like escalated and snowballed and then finally it was like the local news tweeted it out or whatever so it's a it's a shock for sure i don't think uh it's kind of an unprecedented 
move in a college setting. I, I feel like I think you know as as pros, I think, feel like we've dealt with this kind of thing and figuring it out. But from a college standpoint, it's uh, it's a little 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 unique. I think it was needed though. Uh, uh, and there's no shot to Chris Holtman, but it just sometimes you need a fresh face. And to be honest with you, whoever took that job after Thad Mata, that was a hell job because Coach <laughs> Mata has set a, set a, a mm. standard on Ohio State basketball that if you couldn't produce to that standard, then it's on to the next one. And it was very unfair for Coach Holtman to come into there uh, in the situation that he did in June, mind you. Mm. Uh didn't really get to create his team, his culture right away the way he wants to. So it's unfortunate events, but at the same time, I'm excited for Jake Jake Diebler uh, to be able to showcase what he can do um, as the head guy. Um, this this is a guy that you know for a lot of people that don't know, this is a guy that like literally helped us out in the summertime when we used he's to come been back there in the since summer. Oh six, he's been around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like people don't know is like Jake you know, used to work us out. And then Jake used to also play with us. So this is somebody that, you know, I can trust because I've, I've been there before with him in the gym, saw saw the countless hours of his development, um, saw the countless hours of him playing basketball. So I feel comfortable with Jake being on that sideline and, and, and showing his, his ranks. But to Coach Holtman, it's just it's unfortunate events to happen in the middle of the season. But at the same time, I didn't think it was going to happen in the middle of the season just because I knew Gene was stepping down in June. And I, I highly doubt that they yeah. wanted to hire a coach under Gene's tenure. And then here comes the new AD and the a- new AD wasn't able to, you know, actually get his guy or, or his girl in, in this situation because you just never know in today's basketball world. Um, so it just it kind of really caught me off guard just because of everything that's kind of within the pot. I yeah, mean, why are you, why you talking about yeah. that? It definitely is a lot into it, but I think it's it's kind of like you just said, Sully, it was needed. And I think Gene said that in, in his interview. He wanted to try to get the team a spark. Uh, he said just from what he's seen the last year and this last couple of games, he, he thought that they needed something to, to get them going for these last, uh, you know, six games. And he was real emotional about it as well. That's one thing that, that you can tell during his interview. Uh, when he talked about it, it just, I, I kind of feel him on that one saying, you know, when, when you care about the thing and you care about people, uh, it's not easy. And if it was easy, that means you, you really never was in it. Your heart wasn't in it. So, you know, you make decisions. Uh, we talked about, I think, before, you know, the extension that they gave Holman and kind of how that kind of hurt us, uh, you know, backfired from making that decision now and, uh, you know, cutting them loose. But, I feel you too. I think it was it was, it was just the time. Um, I think I'm in the same situation over here right now. It's crazy. I'm in France. I'm a pro, <laughs> but I'm on my third head coach <laughs> in one season. So, like Kraft said, it's something you normally don't see at the college level. But uh, I mean, like you said, Coach Mata set the set the standard kind of high, and we just haven't haven't been there these last couple of years. And uh, I mean, if we want to get back to that situation, I think right now, uh, like you say. It's Jake's in Jake's hand right now, and that's something you can try to kind of trust in because you, you've been around him and we know uh, what type of person he is and the passion that that he uh, has. But what can we expect? Is Jake getting into too much, or uh, is it we're going to see a, a response? Like we can't expect too much out of the kids with you know just a change of a coach right now. I would say, especially playing Purdue. 
I think I, I think there's going to be a change. There's going to be a big change, um, not only offensively, defensively, but I think mindset. Uh, mentally, you're hearing a fresh new voice. Now, instead of Holman taking you out, it's Jake Diebler taking you out. Now, it might be a little bit different, you know, because you, you know how players are when the head coach yeah, yeah. starts subbing you out. You you know, it's just a it's a mental thing. So it might it might ease up on the players a little bit, but at the same time, you look at it like Jake is interviewing for other jobs, which is 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 pretty yeah, damn cool like, what in it is, itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a live interview for the next you know ha- half a month uh, or a month. He gets an interview um, to show the whole the whole world what he's about, and also he can show um, the Ohio State kids and, and their development. I think you know because at the end of the day, we're not stupid. There's a lot of guys that went there for Holman. They're probably not going to be there uh, in June. So you know these guys are interviewing for the transfer portal as well. So it's, it's just a big old interview process that can bring fresh new energy uh, to a team. And, and you just got to, you got to play hard 100% of the time. I, I thought Jake's press conference today was, was pretty revealing. I mean, he talked about, you know, some heavy emotions with this that, you know, Chris Holtman's like family to him. And like, that's, you know, yeah. he gave him such an opportunity at Ohio state. And so, you know, the, to ask someone to say, hey, we just fired a guy that you consider a family member. Now go replace him. Like, that's that's tough. And there's there's some real, I think, emotion that comes with that. And I thought Jake's response to kind of handling all that was that at the end of the day, it's about the, there's a responsibility to those players. There's a responsibility to Ohio State that that stuff matters. Program, no matter, yeah. yeah, the program matters. And so it wasn't really too much of a decision in his mind of if they think I'm the best person to help these guys move forward, then of course I'm going to take that opportunity and I'm going to make it about them and I'm going to do what I can to put them in the right position to have as much success as as we can find uh, the rest of the season. Uh, Gene did say in his press conference, he wanted to give Jake the longest runway possible. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, giving him an extra day to prepare for Purdue, I guess maybe that helps in Mm -hmm. some incremental way. I don't, I don't know. That helps a lot. That helps a lot, Adam, because really? I hate to cut you off. It helps no, you a lot no. because sometimes sometimes coaches have different philosophies of how they're going to guard. And when the head coach says this is how we're going to do it, then that's just how that's just how you're going to do yeah, it. It trumps so, all. <laughs> yeah, it trumps all. But you never know that, you know, Jake probably wanted option C, D, E, F to be option A. And yeah. Coach Holman probably wanted option A to be G, F C D, whatever you want to call it. But it's just that's just how you that's how you gotta break it down when you're when you're dealing with coaching. So it gives Jake time to put in his stuff um that you yeah. know Co- Coach Holman probably wasn't comfortable with or probably wasn't wasn't seeing eye to eye at that time. And that happens. And that just yeah, sure. and that doesn't mean sure. that doesn't mean Holman is a bad coach. That doesn't mean Drake Jake is the is the best coach. It just means that in those coaching meetings, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're having we're having conversations where you know we just agree to disagree, and that, and that mm-hmm. happens. And and mm-hmm. some of the best coaching staffs do that as well. I mean, you want a coaching staff like that, right? I mean, you don't want yeah. a, a group of guys that are all going to agree with you, and they're just gonna they want to make a case and challenge you a little bit. But then you're right; at the end of the day, the head coach is the one that makes the choice. So, you know, I think a couple of things like are sticking out from what you guys talked about. One with Jake, you know, I think he's handling this great. I think he feels 
Uh, I think he's been very honest and real with the players, which I think is the way to go. Like Jake has a baby due soon, you know, and his future is very uncertain. Uh, And he just kind of put himself out there and said, he knows that all the players futures are very uncertain at this point too. So he's just trying to walk as he's preaching and just trying to put it all out there, like live day by day, kind of what's the next thing. And I think he's doing that well from like a, a tryout standpoint, you know, if, if Jake does well, um, whether he potentially gets looks at looks for head coaching jobs or or not, you know, if he does well and you're the new coach coming in uh, and you have a desire to want to keep Bruce and Roddy and maybe Felix, um, yeah. Jake's probably the closest guy to them. And if you can, and then he's also the guy that's closest to a lot of these recruits coming in, yes, from Ohio that kind of created this relationship. So if if you're a new coach coming in and you want to keep building through those guys and maybe keep the recruiting class, the higher recruiting class we have, you may consider keeping Jake, you know, if he does well and is kind of proves himself over this next month. So I think there's a lot on, there's just a lot on the line for everyone. Um, I think something that we, we need to discuss for sure is the players too. You know, I think we, we talk about how it's kind of a, we're trying to jolt in some energy here and all that, but I talking to Bruce yesterday, after practice and I completely underestimated um, like this kind of fallout with the way college basketball is now Um, like other coaches, other programs can't talk to him specifically, but he said from the moment their rumors went out that Holman was going to get fired until practice. So like a 40 hour window um, his mom was on the phone nonstop talking to X program or X coach and trying to figure out like kind of what Bruce was trying to think about doing. So I think that's a whole nother, that's real. (laughs) That's a whole nother layer of like, how am I mentally going to focus in on this game that I have coming up when my mom's out here fielding phone call after phone call. Um, So I think that's just a, another added layer of challenge for these guys. I mean, they're like, they're, you're 19 years old, right? And you're expected to be a professional, which comes with time and experience, but also trying to focus in. I think it just, there's a layer, there's layers on this thing that are, are a lot harder to comprehend if you're out on the outside looking in. So. Definitely. That's a lot of that point. It's, yeah. That one, that's a, that's a good one craft. I mean, I never even thought about it that way, but I mean, we talked about uh, Gene and, and his interview. I think one thing he said that I liked uh, was the standard. And he said the standard hasn't changed. And that's something that I think we've talked about before, too, that, yeah. you know, we haven't been, <laughs> you know, to the standard. But- so I, I, I want to talk about that for a second, because I very clearly remember being at the press conference when they hired Chris Holtman. And mm-hmm. when the press conference is over, I'm standing on the floor at Value City Arena. It's myself and a couple other reporters here. That's where they should be. And then somewhere along the way, I had a conversation with him about like, what are the reasonable expectations? And he said, we should annually be in the hunt. You know, we should be in the running as the season goes on. Like it felt like the bar changed to me in the last couple of years, as far as what they were expecting this program to do. And I don't think, I don't know where that came from, but I think that filtered down to a lot of different aspects Mm. because it didn't sound like they were getting the demand from the very top. Like you need to be, winning every single whatever like it was mm-hmm. more like you need to be in the running and then hopefully we'll we'll get there if we're you know in it with a week or two to go yeah because that's that how it was works. different 
to be to be honest with you, Adam, I think I think when you when you look at the body of work that Chris Holman has done, I understand why the standard fluctuated so much. Think about all the big time wins he has in 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 in, in his tenure at Ohio State. You know, we beat Duke. We had uh, who else did we beat? Michigan State um, when they were number yeah. one. Michigan Maybe State, Kentucky. 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 I mean, we yeah. have a lot of wins under Coach Holman. Early, like in the Novembers and the Decembers of the other other times, that where you be like, well, we're we're heading in the right direction, and then January and February hits and it's like, oh shit, what the hell happened to this team? And so you kind of a lot of leeway kind of happened on those big wins. When every every time we thought, you know, oh, we're not going to win this game, boom, we win a big game, and it kind of it gave it gave a lot of leeway for Holtman. And also kind of fluctuated the standards because we had it we, we, every year at the beginning of the year we'd be like man we're right there. But we're that's right there. that's but that's my thing though that's that's the question that's what I'm asking. What is our standard? What is the Ohio State University basketball standard? For me, but I mean the standard spoiled. was was high exactly. So this You're is all spoiled. I know. <laughs> this yeah. is all I know. This is all I tried to give back to you guys. Kept that standard going. I mean, yeah. it slowly dropped off. You, you're not going to get the the talent that we had every year. That's it's hard to do. I'll say, especially now with the NIL. You got to have money. Like that, but that's this is what I'm leading to. It's it's got to start from the top, really. If the the next guy that they bring in, or if they decide to bring in um, someone close like they can keep him around, that that's going to show us how serious they are about you know Ohio mm-hmm. State basketball. I would say. I mean. We made a decision right here, right now. That's fine. But are we just going to be uh, in the hunt, okay, winning a couple championships? Or, you know, are we really want to be a top 10 program, you know, for years and years to come? Is that is that our bar? Yeah, I mean, the making the decision now would, I think, start us on their, that path of saying they want to take basketball seriously. Serious, you know, yeah. like, I, I, mean, I don't know why else you would kind of do this right now. Um, I, I, there was a guy from the, you know, our NIL foundation there yesterday, and he was kind of talking about the expectation and kind of the potentially some of the money we have and, and what we were hoping to do with it. So I think there's a buzz and I think there are people in powerful positions, um, that are feeling the same way we are, but I agree, you know, I think one, one decision, one action is not kind of enough. It's kind of like, what do we do after this to continue to move toward that, toward that goal? Um, and I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I will say, I think from a timing perspective, um, I, I think everyone has their opinions on Gene Smith, but um, I think I didn't realize until yesterday. So the the new AD starts his advisory role in March. So Gene doing this now before he starts the he starts his advisory role kind of Gene was the one that hired Holtman. Gene was the one that signed the extension. So he's like taking full responsibility of this situation and saying like he was the one that made the choice and kind of leaving the new guy completely out of it. So that kind of gives him a fresh and clean start. So I will say, I think that's a, that's a classy move by Gene in a sense of just him taking responsibility for the decisions and what he did kind of to this point and giving the other guys clean of a slate as possible. And, um, so I thought that was a, an interesting take on the timing of when all this happened, especially with, you know, um, Bjork starting in um, like 
10 days or whatever. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. Time, timing is everything. Timing is everything. If you think about it, everybody's hired around final four weekend mm-hmm. um, that, that, that are finished. So it kind of gives us the head start of instead of firing somebody uh, through the NCAA tournament, we're probably going to be doing those interviews and getting things mm-hmm. done compared to a lot of, yeah, compared to a lot of teams where they, they're they done by Big Ten tournament uh, and then all of a sudden they fire their coach and now, you know, they get to start their process. We get to start our process light years earlier than everybody else and really get to vet those people that we really want uh, to sit on our sideline and, and take us to the promised land. Had two two things I wanted to add, things that we, we've touched on a little bit here. But uh, one, as far as like the expectations for, for the program, um, you guys all know Doug LaMaurice, mm-hmm. covered the team for a long time, and a good friend of mine. And this is a stat that he used to cite all the time, and this still blows my mind, is that when you look at we got Ohio St- Okay. <laughs> it's not mine. I can't take credit for this. But uh, Thad won five Big Ten titles in 13 years. In the 33 years before Thad got the job, Ohio State won five Big Ten titles. Damn. So, okay, yeah. So. <laughs> with, like, I think, I think the conversation about, like, certainly, like, the, the gap that, it's on, that Ohio State is on right now is unacceptably long by program standards. We can all agree on that. Um, but it is fascinating that you had this period where they literally won more in or as many in 13 years as they did the previous 33. That's regular like, season championships too, huh? Yeah, that's and and actually of those five, two of them were vacated by the NCAA. If anybody cares about that stuff anymore, so it's like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just I thought that was fascinating. And then when we're talking about the really timing, the glory of, years, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It sure. I mean, obviously not a national title, but I I would contend that's the greatest stretch of consistent winning basketball in Ohio State history without without a doubt. Um, but then the other thing that is really fascinating to me in all of this is, is thinking about that Wisconsin game on Tuesday night, because this is obviously a move that Gene didn't wake up on Wednesday morning and say, okay, this is it. You're out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you start kind of thinking back a little bit and then it feels like the Indiana loss was probably the backbreaker. I mean, that just was such a, you know, to be leading by 18 at home, at home and you feel, and, and it, for that to go the way that it did, but then I'm thinking about you lose that game, you come home, you beat Maryland in double overtime, you know, fight back from a 10-point deficit, you win that game, you end your losing streak. Then they go to Wisconsin, they're down 17, they get it to six, and they have the ball coming out of a timeout, they get it to Bowen Hardman, and he gets a decent look, looked like he might have gotten fouled. All right, Craft, you cut me off already? <laughs> Why did you – can, you can finish. I have okay. thoughts on that particular <laughs> Okay. Well, I guess regardless of what the play was – Bowen Hardman gets a three, and I think it was the only one he missed on the night. But if Bowen Hardman makes that three, and it's a three-point game with seven minutes to go at Wisconsin, they, I don't know Thank what happens in that game. And if something, if that game turns out differently, are we even having this sort of emergency podcast right now? Because the margin that thin. Okay. So my thoughts on that: number one, we get it to six points, right? So we're mm-hmm. we're we got it cooking. Yeah, you look. Team is flowing. They, they call that timeout. We get. They took Bruce, Roddy, and Evan out all at the same time. So the the five on the floor were Dale, Bowen, Jameson, um, uh, Royal, Devin, and then uh, Zed. Felix or is that okay. Zed or Felix? 
and none of them have scored much all game. We were on a run. You took all three of them out. Mm. You, okay, you get a good shot for Bowen. Great. The moment you took them out, it went from a six-point game. He misses. It's immediately back up to 10, and we have no chance of getting back in the game. Like That was Fair the point. start of us not scoring the ball for seven, for seven minutes. minutes. Yep. So why why did we take out all three of our potentially Evan too that Wisconsin game was playing well scoring scoring. we took out all three at once and I've heard the argument of like we tried to get him an extra break before the TV BS like we played with six guys they don't need a break and we're at a point in the season where it's make it or break it yeah you have to drag me off the floor you know what I mean it was that I just I just wholly disagreed with that entire sequence because my thing fair my thing craft is and this is totally off key kind of off key of what you're saying but unless you play nba schedule you can play 40 minutes a night yes in in college you're playing college in in college in college not not professional like in in other tv timeouts you, you got tv timeouts that are three minutes and they're under they're under 16 12 8 Four, right? That's you have regular you have regular timeouts, right? You have your regular timeouts. Wow. You got the dead you got the dead balls. You got the fouls. You got all the times the ref don't know about the clocks and they got to check the clock and check they. You have nothing but time to rest. Agreed. That is that to me the whole resting stuff in college, especially college basketball, is total bullcrap. You can find ways to rest your players without taking them out the game. And maybe I'm spoiled because I was a bad modder kid, and he I found played, ways for us to get 36 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, Coach Mata would see that hey, it's eight minutes and seven clock, seven seconds on the clock. Hey, let's get Sully out real quick, and then as soon as soon as we go a couple more possessions too many times, it's timeout, and he knows it's immediate timeout, so that way he can save his timeout. Like Coach Mata was thinking the game constantly, and now, granted, again, we're spoiled, but. The game of analytics really didn't play a part when we played basketball growing up. Nah, it's a big difference now. It's a big difference now. But crazy changes, crazy times right now. Six games left in the season. Like, I don't even know what are our thoughts. What should we expect from the guys with these six games left? Well, as we already said, it's going to be basically just a tool for everybody to, you know, showcase their talents mm-hmm. uh, from coaches to, to players, guys on the bench. So, I got new energy. I got new energy. We get, we're get, we're what? getting Purdue. We're getting Purdue. Oh, my. <laughs> so like, so you feeling okay over there? I got Complete new energy. I'm not even going to follow this one. What? Six games left. Got, Six games left. We got Purdue at home. Minnesota away. One game Michigan at a time, Lighty. Nebraska. One game at a time. Michigan and Rutgers. One game at Purdue. a time. We So yeah. if we beat the number two team in the country. Where is the Rutgers? Is that going to right here. It's Rutgers at Rutgers. Away. Rutgers is away. Last game, Last game of the season. season. Can't hold anything but, back. <laughs> Number two team in the country. What will this do for the team? Well, I mean, I did. I went to practice yesterday. Just kind of wanted to communicate support, family mindset kind of thing. And practice was, I believe, it was, it was more up-tempo. Kind of pace was definitely one of the things Jake was trying to uh, focus so on. Should we like, see that in the game? Pace between possessions, pace between like drills, like pace with 
drinks and coming back, like all that was kind of his thing. He was definitely pressing that and made him run. I think another thing he's really focusing in on and um, is just holding people accountable. So miss box outs, turnovers, that kind of thing. Yeah, like you it, you're running, you're running sprints. You're, you know, you're, you're being called ah, out. But and, that's Keith Deeble. That's, 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 that's Pops that's for sure. That's all I want to That's Pops for sure. That's all he so knows. I think, I think we, we'll probably see some more energy uh, out of the team. Is it enough? I don't know. Nobody I still hold it, bro. We don't have enough. I'm, I'm holding TV, firm. Felix I'm is holding firm up. to my two of four. We're one in one right now, so I believe we get at least one of the next two. Um, yeah, I think we have six games. I think we finish. I think we win four of those with the energy we got. We'll go for being eight. one of them, right? Uh, I would love it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there. It's gonna be. <laughs> I like that. Um, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Okay, before I, before before y'all get down my back, all right. He ain't gonna lock up Edie. He gonna make it tough. Okay. But he ain't gonna lock him up. He gonna make it tough. If only Edie goes off, we're okay. We'll be fine. It's, we got a chance. It's the other guys that we had it last year, so I, I, I will say it's a chance we do have. What is year. your game? What if Kraft walking into this game plan? What is your what is your game plan? If you're Jake, you're fresh new guys. Uh, new mindset on, on on the bench. What? How are you approaching this game, guarding the reigning national player of the year? I mean, I'm not playing them one on one like we did at Wisconsin. Not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to say we would double, but I think we suck at doubling. Um, so I, as long as you can make him catch the ball a step or two off out of the paint. I would wait until he dribbles and then I would go. I would attack the ball because him picking the ball up and passing it, I'm living with it. Um, but he's going to pick us apart if we double immediately. That's kind of where I'm going. Um, he's not you, so he's not – not many bigs can can do that. You sound like my Greek coach. We do that with Taco Fall. So, so as, he, <laughs> as soon as he takes one dribble – now listen, I ain't never felt like a little kid in my life. And, and oh, that's a big human being. Oh man, but I'm I'm literally at his waist where I'm trying to hold him up. <laughs> but we we double we double on we double on the second dribble. So my goal is to push him out, push him all the way out as far as I can, which is not really far. He takes one dribble, hold myself, make it look like we're not doubling. As soon as he takes the second dribble, we double, and that's always the toughest for you know bigger opponents because by the time they're into their second dribble, they're into their move. That's just mm-hmm. how bigs are. And then once you take them out of the rhythm of getting into their move, now they're always looking over their shoulder, looking for that double, and that double doesn't come. Now they don't know what to do because they don't know what dribble you're coming on. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of mental things that you have to do with Edie. But I'm pretty sure Edie has seen it for so long to the point where like now he's just yeah. he's he's yeah. gonna pick and choose his spots. So I, I can't break down the game X's and O's the way that, that you guys can because I don't see the game quite in the same way. But the thing that I'm looking at on, from the outside here on this one is wondering, like, what is the give-a-crap meter? Because yeah, it's going to yeah. be – I mean, as but of you this to, afternoon – number two team. Well, sure. But, like, as of this afternoon, it's almost a sellout. There's, like, almost 17,000-something seats sold. And I'm sure some of that are because they can get an autographed Aaron Craft card before the game. And hey. some of that – some of that's because they're bringing back the 1999 team that made finished number four in the USA Today coaches poll because they can't recognize the final four, but they're still going to bring Scooney's going to be there and Michael Red. Oh, that's dope. And, 
that you know pretty much that whole group jason singleton mccann johnson yep your your favorite buckeye's favorite buckeye those guys that's what what george reese calls them i talked to him this week scooney predicted the win honestly when i talked to him he said we're we're beating purdue this was on tuesday this is before there was everything went down but you know, I do. I just wonder, like the the other stuff that goes into this. Like Purdue just played a tough game last night and had to fend off Minnesota late, and they're going to come to Value City Arena on Sunday. It might be a sellout. All this stuff has happened. These guys are playing for their futures. What does that impact the game in some way? Like, is this like some you know one of those games where it just things fall Ohio State's way because they should because of all the change? Like, I, I don't know, but like to me, that's. I think that's that needs to play a role in this game if Ohio State has any chance of of you know winning this. One. I I'll help you out, Adam. The give a shit meter. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that, sure. I was like, we're, wasn't sure where we're, we're like allowed that. to go on this one. We, we, no, no, we like no, that because one. We're, yeah, yeah, because we're we're getting tired of the crap that we're seeing, so they gotta start giving. <laughs> shit. We're gonna like find that. out, man. We're yeah. gonna come back with another. Put it on episode. a t shirt, <laughs> and we're gonna see what our Buckeyes do if if Kraft's prediction. And Sully's prediction came true, but we're going to send all the good vibes, all the love. We will shout out the women's team because they're rocking. Keep that going. Y'all make sure y'all support. We'll make sure y'all support. Maybe they can get to the number one. J.C. Shelton, Cody McMahon, Theory. I love the pace that they play with, too, with everybody. They play together. They they have a high give-a-shit meter (laughs) when you watch them play. Oh, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Like we said before, make sure y'all hit us up, ask us questions, anything y'all want to know about what's going on in Buckeye Nation. We out, man. Love y'all.